Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody, or let's call it Foreshadowing Friday. I'm here to tell you what's to come, just in case you think your team's the one. It's your boy, OG. If it's the first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. You got your picks etched in stone? It's either go hard or go home. Let's dive into these Friday quick hits. We in here. All right. First, we're going to start out with my, my guy, Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo safety that was injured a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Damar is home. He's resting. Yeah, he's been checked out uh, physically. He's going to start his rehab when it, whenever he's able to. Great story. Uh, glad to, I'm just glad the brother's alive. Point blank, period. Just glad the brother's alive. Glad he's doing well. Uh, that he can actually watch his team, cheer his team on. And the Bills... I mean, the Bills played, paid his full salary, was which was a nice gesture. Uh, the league's got to do better on taking care of these guys when something horrific like this happens. But, yeah, uh, great story. Uh, like I said, we'll keep tomorrow in our prayers and hopefully he gets back to 100% and gets on the field. Second, uh, when he quick hits this Friday, the Lamar Jackson saga plays out. Okay. The Ravens didn't want to play Lamar, play Lamar, pay Lamar, uh, and Lamar's gonna, not going to play. I mean, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, why would you play? Why would you play? You're hurt, and if you go out there and get hurt again, they're not paying you now. What if you get hurt? They're definitely not going to pay you. And they're thinking they're going to crack this uh, franchise tag on him at the end of the year, which is more money than he's probably made his whole career. But it's not long term. They'll let you know that they're not betting on you. And it, like they always say, it comes down to business. And it may well be business. But get ready for the rebuild if Lamar decides to take his talents and go like 80 miles down the street and pull up at the Washington Commanders facility. It's going to be a problem. And Harbaugh, whatever your emotions are, you're not really saying anything. If Lamar goes elsewhere, you're going to be gone. You're going to be gone too. So right now, nobody in that organization is on the same page, especially when you're going to pay a guy $100 million that just got there and you can't work it out with the franchise, like I said last week. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Somebody in the uh, upper management is going to get fired too. Staying with football, it's almost the same thing for Tua in Miami. He's in a contract year, uh, suffered multiple concussions, and the, the training staff didn't save him from himself. So if he doesn't get a new contract, and the way they're talking, they're not going to give him one. They're talking like, oh, you need to retire for your health or whatever. I mean, these guys have big-time insurance policies, so I'm, I'm sure he's not worried about the money, but he's not going to get what he's worth. So we're going to have to see how this pans out. Again, in football, everybody's talking about the Cowboys-Tampa Bay uh, game on Monday. Like I said, as a devoted Cowboy fan, I said it's a win-win. If we win the game, great. We were supposed to. Maybe Dak can get some uh, consistency going and not throw the ball to the other team. If we lose this game, also a win. Because maybe they finally fire McCarthy. And I'm not blaming everything on McCarthy, but the Cowboys lack discipline. They lack discipline. They need somebody to hold them accountable. And he's not the guy. Kellen Moore, as the OC, is definitely not the guy. 
So it's a win-win. If we win the game, great. If we lose the game, great. Because like I said, Jerry said he wouldn't fire McCarthy. BS. If they lose this game to Tampa, an inferior team, somebody's getting fired. It might not even be McCarthy, but somebody's getting fired. That's all I have to say about that. And the coaching carousel continues to go round and round and round. Let's be clear. Sean Payton is the number one free agent out there in the coaches market, and he's going to be able to take his pick. Pick. That's why I'm saying uh, Jerry Jones said he won't fire McCarthy. It's BS because if Sean Payton's out there, he can be fired. Uh, Sean Payton's having to sit down with the Broncos today. I think it, the Broncos are his fallback plan. He, I think he really wants that Chargers job. But I think the Chargers are going to beat the Jaguars. So that, that that probably won't be open. Then again, they, they might fire him. Then uh, news is saying that Brian Flores, the ex-Miami coach, that the Cardinals are looking into hiring him as the head coach. Bruh, don't go there. Don't go there. Remember Steve Wilkes, the interim coach at Carolina? They gave him one year. Look at that roster he had. They gave him one year. Then they hired uh, Cliff Kingsbury to a multiple-year deal. What does that tell you? No more rebuilding jobs for the brothers. No more rebuild. Don't take these rebuilding jobs. Because once you get them to respectability, you are out. No more rebuilding jobs. And like Brian Flores, I like him as a head coach, but don't take that job. I, if I was off, if he, they offered you the Carolina job, I'd take it. But I would not take that Cardinals job. It just, it's just asking uh, to get fired. Speaking of Carolina, they've asked to talk to the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kelly Moore. Please, as a Cowboy fan, please take him. I hope Steve Wilkes will get the job, but it's obvious that they're – I mean, they may have interviewed him for it, but it doesn't seem like he's going to get that job. But I, I hope, you know, they're still I'm still holding out hope that he gets it. But if not, please take Keller Moore. He's going to fire him in a couple of years anyway. He's not that guy. And not getting a job after five openings being open last year, told you he's not that guy. So, okay, that's all I have on the, on the coaching carousel. And the Patriots. Uh, some some inner turmoil in the front office with the Patriots. They're actually going to hire an OC. I guess the Matt Patricia and uh, Joe Judge experiment didn't work. Just because you can you're in the coaching profession doesn't mean you can coach a certain thing, especially not offense. Because I mean they got Charlie Check down at quarterback with uh, Mac Jones, and and he's angry with them. So try to tell you Mac, this ain't Alabama, and you don't have five stars everywhere. So. We'll see how it goes, but he's not a franchise quarterback, and those two guys are not offensive coordinators. We'll see how this plays out. Moving into basketball a little bit, the Lakers' dilemma. The Lakers played a pretty good game last night. They lost to uh, Dallas last night on a controversial call, and everybody wants to know what they have to do to fix the Lakers. And I've been telling you for almost two years, the Lakers are not going to do anything. They can't do anything in the trade market. Because they strapped for the cap and they traded off all of their young cap, the young talent. You, the Lakers, Darvin Ham, big man, tough guy, whatever the case may be, they have to get LeBron off the ball. If they want to get to the playoffs and have any chance of winning, LeBron has to get off the ball. He has to share the ball. He's going to have to get off these 30, 40 point games that mean nothing. He's going to, like, he said he's a pass first guy. 
LeBron needs to be averaging 10, 12, and about 8. And I think they'll be a whole lot better. Because guess what? While he's ch uh, chasing stats, the leader for the Lakers right now is Russ. The guy, yeah, the same guy they wanted to kick off the team and get out of there. The new leader of the team is Russ. Watch the games. It's Russ. It ain't LeBron between him and Anthony Davis alternating games off. The, the de facto leaders of the, the, the Lakers right now is Russ. Imagine that. They had hung him out the dry. He couldn't play basketball anymore. But Russ is the de facto leaders of the Lakers. I'm going to write this down. Moving on. Uh, KD's injury. Uh, the Nets in the Boston last night was supposed to be a powerhouse matchup. But Jalen Brown set out uh, with an injury. And KD's gone probably for the next month uh, with a sprain in his knee. So, it's up to Kyrie. And like I said, I love Kyrie. love Kyrie's game. And as much as they pound on KD for not being a leader, Kyrie... Kyrie is a basketball player. He's not a leader. He plays too much hero ball. And when he's off, he's off. But when he's on, he's on. Last night, he was on in the first half, off in the second half. And that led the game was out of hand like midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, sometimes you don't have to talk a lot to be a, to be a leader. But, you know, Kyrie's sometimes his game is selfish. We could just say that it's, it's just selfish. It's, it's magnificent at times, but when it's selfish, he has to give more of himself. I'm not going to really say get other guys involved because Jock Vaughn's rotations are not the best sometimes. Hey, Jock, sit Joe Harris. Sit him or trade him. He's, he's not cutting it. Put Patty back in there. He's been Joe Harris is not cutting it. And freaking... uh proper light skin he he's he's still not shooting the ball he's got to average more than five points 15 rebounds 15 assists and three points come on man come on you know what i'm talking about and last on the quick hits naomi osaka the tennis pro is having a child congratulations to her my only problem is this you were having mental mental problems. You were having mental problems and thought about not playing the game or whatever the case may be. I hope she has a strong support system because you don't need to be having a child if you're having mental problems, thinking about killing yourself and breaking down in press conferences. She seems to be in a better space, and I sure hope so because you don't need to be bringing a child in to compound things. Maybe she needs to step away from the game and just raise her child for his first couple of t first couple of years i mean she's young enough to do so like i said congratulations but i hope everything is okay in your mental space it's nothing like having a kid okay enough for the quick hits we're gonna move on to the nfl and starting saturday the saturday games i'm here to uh, help you with your bets this weekend first game seattle against the 49ers and everybody's still in love with, I don't know what the, the 49ers have a great defense. The offense, they got a rookie quarterback. Shanahan is not the genius everybody thinks that he is. And they're going to have, it's, it calls for rain. Well, rain it's going to be sloppy. Advantage, Seattle. Now, now, 
Shanahan's dad is a genius. Bonafide. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'll give Shanahan, he knows how to put an offense together. But calling games is a totally different animal. And Pete Carroll coached against his dad. He's not scared of the sun. Like, it's time for your close-up, Gino. It's time for your close-up. If you want to get that contract, they're not going to give you a contract for any more two to three years. But if you knock off the 49ers, they might give you a five-year deal and draft the quarterback in a, in, a, in a later round. I personally think Seattle can beat them. I don't know what the infatuation. Like I said, San Francisco's defense is bona fide. The offense, they get that running game going. It's easier for any quarterback who's back there to deke and dunk and pick you apart with the weapons they had. But I think Seattle's got the moxie enough to hit Brock Purdy in the mouth and make him look like a rookie. Now, I could be wrong. Hedge your bets, but if I'm betting on this game, I'm betting Seahawks. Then we have the Chargers and the Jaguars on Saturday. It's pretty much going to be the quarterback ba quarterback battle. It's going to be, you know, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence against my man Justin Herbert. Now, at the present time, Justin Herbert is a better quarterback. No question in my mind. And someday Trevor Lawrence is going to be the uh, face of the league. But he still throws it high sometimes. And, like, I thought they were ready, like, midseason when they went on their winning streak. But I don't think they're going to be ready until next year. Not unless something miraculous happens. The Chargers should win this game. Even with Mike Williams out with a back injury, uh, Herbert and Eckler uh, should, should, should be enough. But, like I said, if it comes down to the quarterbacks, Herbert's that guy. So, if you're betting, I'll take the Chargers. Then we're going to move on to Sunday. We got, first we got Miami and Buffalo. Okay. It's laid out for Buffalo. No tour. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves is not starting on the center. If Buffalo loses his game, they need to fire everybody. It's just that simple. But I don't think they are losing the game. Uh, the kid that's, that's on the center for Miami, no, after the first start, I mean, maybe he's more comfortable this game, maybe it'll be more respectable, but I'm looking at a blowout. So, if you're betting, I go Buffalo. Then we have the New York Giants versus the Vikings. The story of the two frauds. I mean, it's a coin flip, basically. But if you want to break it down, we go quarter. If you go on quarterback, I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Daniel Jones. Running back, Saquon Barkley. I guess my man from Florida State, I, I think it's a tie. I would say tie. They're both explosive. They both can catch the ball out of the backfield, but I would say it's a tie. You want to go wide receivers? The Vikes got Justin Jefferson in the conversation. Uh, we want to go defense. I say it's about, it's about a tie on defense, but the Vikings have more known players, but their safeties suck. But I'd still go with them over the Giants' defense. Uh now, if the Vikings were to lose at home with the record they have, they need to seriously think about firing their coach because I think he was on the hot seat that Colts game. If they had lost that Colts game, it was going to be a problem problem. But now they're in the playoffs, so the wonderkin, as he's known as, he better to get it together. I'm picking the Vikes to win this thing, 
But it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if the Giants snuck him there and won it because, like I said, it's a coin toss. So next we have Baltimore and the Bengals. Okay, we've been through the Lamar saga. He's not playing. Like Huntley's a good backup, but he hasn't played as well as I as I've seen him play before. So Joe Burrow and the Bengals are the hottest team in football right now. And I don't see them slowing down for this ragtag bunch of the Ravens, especially when they're not being led by Lamar. But stranger things has happened. We'll see. But if you I'm I'm betting I'm picking Bengals. Then we have the Monday night. The Coup de Gras, we got the Cowboys against Tampa. Hey, like I said, it's a win-win for Cowboy fans, but we're going to see. We're going to see if uh, Kellen Moore can actually call a complete game. If it's close late, the Cowboys have a problem. If we get up early, he needs to keep his foot on the throttle, and we need to beat them in the submission and send Tom Brady home. I mean... I don't care if we're up 20 20 to 7, just not enough. We need 40. We need to send him home with the ultimate bad taste in his mouth and make him think about retirement. But if it is close with two minutes to go, I don't care what happens. If we're on our five-yard line, don't give him the ball back. Don't do it. Don't do it. You might as well just run the ball in the end zone yourself if you're going to give him the ball back with less than two minutes to go. Don't give him the ball back. Don't even let it get to that. If I'm betting, of course, you know I'm picking the Cowboys. But stranger things have happened. We'll see. Okay, now all pro teams for the NFL came out. <clears throat> so let's get to it. Uh, all pro first team quarterback, of course, is Pat, Patty Mahomes. Uh, first team running back is Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. Uh, All-Pro tight end is Travis Kelsey. And the wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, no surprise. Tyreek Hill, no surprise. And Devontae Adams, no surprise. The line is uh, comprised of uh, left tackle Trent Williams from the 49ers. Right tackle is Lane Johnson from Philly. Left guard is Joel Batonio from Cleveland. Right guard, Zach Martin from the Cowboys. And you have center... Jason Kelsey from the Eagles. That wraps up the offense. Let's go uh, defense. Uh, defensive ends. You're going to go with Nick Bosa from the 49ers. Michael Parsons from the Cowboys. Uh, interior lineman. We got Chris Jones from Kansas City. Quinlan Williams from the Jets. Linebackers. Fred Warner from the 49ers. Roquan Smith from Baltimore. And Matt Bellano from Buffalo. Cornerbacks, Sauce Gardner from the Jets, Patrick Sertain from Denver, safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick from Pitt, and Talanoa Hufanga from the 49ers. Special teams, you know, the kicker was Daniel Carlson from the Raiders, the punter is Tommy Townsend from Kansas City, kick returner, well, Keyson Nixon from Green Bay, punt returner, Marcus Jones from New England. And a long snapper is Andrew DiPaolo. That's all I have for football this Friday. 
Moving on, we're going to step into college basketball for a little bit. As I said, on Monday, the rankings didn't, don't come out until after 6 <clears throat> on Mondays. So I'm just going to break down the top 10 for you. If you're watching college basketball on, t on, on TV, like I said, don't watch. Outside of the top 15, I wouldn't watch it. It's hard on the eyes. But the Houston Cougars are holding the number, number one spot going into the weekend. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks are number two. Purdue is number three. Alabama, number four. Number five is Tennessee. Number six is UConn. Seven, UCLA. Eight, Gonzaga. Nine, Arizona. And ten is Texas. Here's a fun fact. I saw this this uh, weekend. Penny Hardaway, coach of Memphis. Penny Hardaway, yes, Penny Hardaway has a son that six foot seven power forward that will be playing at Memphis next year. Uh, he doesn't have his father's game, but he plays like Big Dog Robinson with a touch of Jamal Mashburn. It's going to be interesting in Memphis next year. And not to leave the women out, I'm going to go ahead and run down the women's top 10. Number one, South Carolina. Shout out to Dawn Staley. It's her world now, and everybody knows. Number two, Stanford. Number three, Ohio State. Number four is UConn. Number five, LSU. Number six, Indiana. Number seven, Notre Dame. Number eight, UCLA. Number nine, Maryland. And number 10, Utah. To me, Dawn Staley, is, like I said, it's her world. But sitting at number five is LSU and Kim Mulkey, ex-Baylor coach. She could be a problem. I'm just saying. Now, moving into the NBA. Uh, not much to say. I think I pretty much covered it last week. Uh, first, we're going to start with the Atlantic Division. Boston is still up by three games. And with the, K, uh, with the KD injury, you know, I don't I don't think the Nets are going to be hot on their heels until KD comes back. And probably he's, he's probably going to take them a couple of weeks to get acclimated. So they're probably going to fall from number two to probably number five, not unless Kyrie uh, gets them together. And in that division, the honeymoon is over for the Sixers. Embiid and Harden, it's not going to work. Expect for uh, Embiid to ask for a trade either during the All-Star game or close to the end of the season. In the Central, the Bucks are only a half game up on uh, Cleveland. The Bucks need to get healthy because if Mobley from Cleveland gets healthy, if Mobley and Cleveland grows up a little bit, they could have a problem. In the Southeast, it's still Miami. They're three games up on Atlanta. Atlanta's having that inner turmoil with their star, Trey Young, and the coach. Uh, Miami's uh, been hindered by injuries for, to Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry, but they're still holding the top spot. And out in the West, in the north Northwest, we have the Nuggets, eight games up on the Jazz. Jazz cooled off after a hot, hot start starting out. Minnesota is still without Carl Townsend. And I don't think they're going to make a move until he comes back. Uh, let's talk about uh, D'Angelo Russell at the point guards. He seemingly is disgruntled, so we'll see where he goes or if he stays and if Minnesota can make a run once Big Cat comes back. Then we have the Pacific with the Kings, a half game up on the Clippers. The whole vision is the whole division is hurt. The Clippers, the Lakers, they're all hurt. But here's the rub: 
the Kings were leading the division when everybody was healthy. Like I said, I thought that sleeper team would be the Clippers, but it's the Kings. Mike Brown is the coach, former Golden State assistant. They run Golden State's offense better than Golden State. Their problem, and I don't think they're going away. And finally, in the Southwest, we got the Grizzlies with a three and a half game lead over New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans. And I think when Zion comes back, I think the division, if he stays healthy, I think the division is going to belong to New Orleans. Uh, I think the, this, it's time for the Grizzlies to put up or shut up. Because, like I said, Ja, he can't stay healthy either. Great plays. He's on Sports Center every night, but he can't stay healthy. And to me, they run the show better when Jones is at the point. I mean, and he's playing a two-guard. But that's just me. But the Grizzlies have everything. Uh, they have everything to, to win the division. But like I said, so does the Pelicans. And like I said, Zion's a big boy. Nobody in the league has an answer for him. When he's on, he's on. You just got to stay healthy. That's it for basketball. We're going to end it on boxing. I'm still tight with boxing because these guys don't want to fight each other. Spence is signed to fight Thurman sometime in April at 154. A fight that should have happened years ago. Nevertheless, I'll watch under protest. I mean, when Thurman got the belts and the money, he forgot about boxing altogether. He wouldn't fight Spence. He wouldn't fight anybody. Let's just say that. And, uh, I guess Spence is going to go ahead and fight him out of some sort of revenge. So, it's just, I would say it's going to be a good fight, but but it's not. He's going to punish Thurman. That's facts. The fans want Spence Crawford. Will somebody make this happen uh, before Earl gets another car wreck or before, or before Crawford fights another bum? It's hurting my eyes. I don't want to see it. And finally, the Tank and Eddie Hearn back and forth situation. Uh, him saying that Tank wasn't a deep thinker and he can't articulate wh what he's talking about. Tank doesn't have to ar articulate anything to throw them things. You better hope he won't throw one at you. These promoters making false claims. He's worried about the Ryan Garcia fight and he should be. Because like I said, I don't see this going 12. Everybody, Garcia will definitely outbox Tank. But at some point, Tank's going to get to him. And we already know he got a glass jaw being knocked down by Campbell. And he was shook when that happened. When Tank hit him, he going to sleep. If he can stay away from 12 rounds, he deserved the victory. Because like I said, he's a boxer. He, he's not a knockout artist or whatever he claims himself to be. But I don't think he's staying away from Tank for 12 rounds. Don't think so. And then they were talking about Tank. Tank is the face of boxing. Tank is not the face of boxing. He's box office right now because he was hanging with Floyd. And like I said, when he fight, this Ryan Garcia fight should, should be epic. Uh, it's one of the top five fights out there. I give it top three fights out there. But he's not he's not the face of boxing. Because like I said, he's in the hottest division. If he cleaned out that division, there'd be no question. No question. You got Tank. You got Garcia, you got Lomo, you got Devin Haney, and you got Shakur Stevenson. That's two or three great fights in there. Pay-per-view pay would love to have. But 
all this posturing doesn't make for, for, for all this posturing is not going to make anybody money. They're talking about they want to make money. They need to fight. That's all I'm saying. I'm still tight on boxing, but I'm let I'm gonna let them make it. Finally, before we get out of here, we're gonna have a couple shout outs. Want to shout out to my man Michael Jenkins. His birthday is today. Uh, have a good day, my man Jink. Uh, we ran around Seattle when we were in the army. They probably still got our name on some buildings out there. Shout out to my boy. I want to shout out to my cousin Homer Gray for his fandom. Even though Duke sucks and the commanders are gone from the playoffs, I know, I know he's going to watch the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. And the Cowboy Nation wants to thank you for your fandom. Okay, shout out to my man Darnell Brooks. Yeah, UVA got the Tar Heels and he didn't gloat about it. So we can argue again around ACC tournament time. But shout out to my man Darnell. And shout out to my little cuz Harmony. Uh, she goes to uh, James Monroe High School in Fredericksburg, Virginia. You're looking for a star to watch? She is a star. Volleyball, basketball, whatever else she tries to play. But you want to see some uh, the next superstar in women's basketball? James Monroe High School, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Just ask for Harmony. They know what you're talking about. It's your boy, LG. And as always, I'm O-U-T.